Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. I want to let you guys know of a special episode of Pathfinder Academy that's coming up. If you don't know, Pathfinder Academy is our sister podcast on this network. It talks all about how to play Pathfinder, from stuff about basic mechanics to tips on how to tell a good story. We're kicking off our 300 series with not one, but two guests in an episode we call Miniatures and Dice. This episode turned out great and really facilitated some awesome discussion beyond even the topic. It's coming out this week, May 5th of 2016, and I hope you guys give it a listen. It really turned out to be a phenomenal episode. Last time on Trailblazers, the party reformed the Lin Kuei's leadership since it had been decimated by the strange machines that killed Kaiser Soze. They also received a summons by the Emperor in the South to meet him in a week. Setsuko and the Wervians had gone missing and were spotted digging into the destroyed tomb of Omnixilus. David and 25 men went to confront the Wervians, but they fled. David left the 25 men to watch over the dig site, but soon he received a report that there was a commotion there. Returning, David found all 25 dead, with evidence that the Formians, strange centaur-like bugs that he had battled inside the tomb before, had dug their way out. Against his desire to venture in and find out immediately what was down the hole, David had set his military commander, Sidonis, to find a way to venture into the caves more safely. Will David be able to find out why the Wervians were digging here? What will the meeting with the Emperor bring? Will David be able to have even a modicum of patience? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Days ago, you had left 25 men with the satyr whose name is Sidonis, and he's planning a, a method of attack to attack a fortified dug-in position, or at least to explore it and uh, see what he can do. Uh, your men had been accosted, 25 of them killed. Uh, you lost 25 more men, which is just about half of what the two um, creatures killed. You were summoned to go talk to the Emperor in two weeks. Zeratul said he had finally located one of the books. He had obtained it, and he was preparing to read it soon. You fired a guy. It was really sad. And what do you guys want to do? We stayed at the tomb, right? No, you did not. You, you left 25 men with Sidonis in charge, but I don't think you stayed at the tomb. No, we were making a plan to go down into the tomb. Yeah, Sidonis said he would come up with one, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we left, man. Okay, so you're at there. He had just gotten permission from you to uh, do it his way. Wait, what's it called when you go back? Retcon? Yeah. Can I do that based on something I just Sure, yeah. Remember from Let me that? know and I'll, yeah, most likely. What is it? The tree. Uh, I instructed the tree that now I have two... And I have two um, bodyguards or whatever you want to call them, security. Yeah, you have two druids. And but now I made it clear that like the people that guard my room and the people that are kind of involved with my direct comings and goings are no humans. Okay. I have a strict no man policy, and like we, around my inner, like who would know where I am or what right. I'm doing or what I'm gonna do, my schedule. You okay. get what I'm saying? Yeah, My yeah. My personal guard, anyone like near me is no no humans. Okay. Uh, and this, this fits well because no one in charge is actually a human. There's some humanists. But I mean, even beyond that, like I don't want yeah. to, like you don't, can't be like two like Lin Kuei right, guarding your door. It's like no, two trees or two. Okay, yeah, whatever. sure. No people. Uh, are you human, Thorin? So the well, only like humans near you are person. Thorin and, um, no, he was just raised by a dragon, but he's human. Okay. And, and lightning. Who is human? Lightning's a human? Yeah. And Lightning is, and Lightning, like, um, I guess he just became chief of staff. Until that moment, he had really not gotten involved much anyway. All right, so you guys had just, Sedonis just got permission to do it his way instead of you guys rushing in. 
And he had, like, roots of trees cover up the hole. And he was, like, making plans. Some groundhogs were going to come and moles to uh, go underground and make sure nothing comes up right underneath them. At least he'll have a little warning. He's doing other things. So you guys are there. And we're only a couple days into the two-week thing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you told me you got a lot done, so let's say it's been about a week. Okay. Because you had a lot done. And Sedonis is behaving masterful, masterfully. He, he, he seems like he very much knows what he's doing. Because he's a satyr. Well, we're all satyrs that need the forgiveness of God. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wait, one, one thing right before you do that. I have to speak something into the game because there's no way to really play it into the game. Yeah, sure. So, like, ever since the thing blew up and all that stuff happened, I've been, I would have been noticeably, like, distant. Okay. And quiet and not really kind of inter only interacting when someone directly asks me something like not really initiating all right conversation or orders you get what i mean yeah. kind of just reacting okay so anytime i'm not doing anything it's because i'm not doing anything not because i can't think of anything to do okay. i just want to make that clear all right in, in game that would be a noticeable way i'm being all right so you're just kind of like standing around as sedonis is organizing things no i assume i must have like a boss tent right that's probably um, a little bigger and nicer. Every, every job needs a supervisor. Right. Uh, the tent, like you said, this just happened now. You just brought 25 guys over. Yeah. Uh, so things have not yet been prepared. But there's tents left over from the Warvians are there. And, and Sedonis has uh, commandeered one to be his tent. Are you going to hang around there? I mean. Yeah. That's kind of my plan. Okay. Okay. I go over and start talking to Sedonis. Uh, like asking uh, more in-depth questions about what he's doing. All right. about, about his plans. So you come up, he says, uh, how may I help you, young one? General Sedonis, I, I suppose we've given him the rank of general. Whatever you call them. You call him military commander. Military, okay. Uh, commander Sedonis, I was curious as to how you uh, are uh, thinking about going, how you are going about achieving your goal. Well, given that it's just been about five minutes, I'm still coming up with that, young one. Young master. Is there anything I can do to be of assistance? I'll be sure to let you know if you can help me. Thank you, and I, I give a medium bow. Not not really low, not shallow. Right. He uh, says uh, the idea is to keep it, uh, to take it slow and to be careful. We lost 75 people in a matter of one week. We'll see if I can't keep that number a little bit lower. Hopefully. You, uh, you come highly recommended for the job. Thank you very much, young master. Um, Lightning, who you brought with you, I remember you said distinctively, talks to you, David. And he does this out of earshot of anyone else, like you're in some tent or something. And, and he says, uh, we, this is rough. We just lost another 25 people. We got to do another funeral. I mean, the first funeral, as weird as it, as weird as it sounds, I think kind of boosted morale because it kind of like, you know, put rest some things and you kind of like showed a, you know, we're strong. Things haven't changed. Tradition has continued. But now I think having this next funeral is going to do the opposite. Another funeral so quick. And by the way, I would just like to say it once officially. I don't like this job, and I don't want this job. But I want to do whatever I can to help you. As soon as you can find somebody else to be my position, I'd be very excited to get rid of it. But whatever, when, however long you need me, David, I'm here to help you. That's fine. Um, if anything happens, we're, at least you, you'll know that we're together, man. If you don't want that job, this job, then just find... What's the tree's name? Did we ever... I didn't go back and listen to it. I'm sorry. Call him Bob. I was just Bob. about to say Bob. <laughs> Find a, re a replacement for your position. That's no problem. Just make sure it's not a man. Make sure it's not a man. But I'm a man. I know. 
but you, you are one of the few left that I trust. So if you're going to be replaced, I want you replaced by a non-man. Listen, not all men are awful. You're a great example, but most men... They're you're just... a racist. Oh, what, you're there now? <laughs> What's your thinking, if you don't mind me asking? The main adversary, Kaiser Soze, this thing that we're fighting, I feel like he is easily influences men and corrupts them and uses them against me. I'm not so sure he can do it with the uh, creatures of this world. Or at least he hasn't proven he can yet. I feel safer with my inner circle, at least till I know any different, is non-human. Sounds logical. I just hate that now we're about to go to war, or at least a battle, or, or whatever you want to call this, in the middle of our own people. Or, I guess they're not our own people, I've only been here for like two months, but you get what I'm telling you. I think what everyone has to start to understand, and even with the second funeral, is we are already at war. This world is at war. What do you mean? And people are going to die. This thing, this, this Kaiser Soze, this, is a, this demon, wants to rule this world. We are at war. Well, he better get in line. I mean, no one man has ruled this world. Freaking, was like a, a Valerian has an army of clockwork and he hasn't ruled this world. What makes this Kaiser Soze think he can do so much? Oh, I don't know if he could, but he's certainly going to try. And a lot of people are going to die. So we can let everyone know there'll be this funeral and there'll probably be many, many more funerals before this is over. Hmm. I'll do my best to get a replacement soon. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but just uh, please just heed my... Yeah, absolutely. No problem. And then as for uh, how else you can help me is just like I said, just remember you're one of the only people I can trust. So stay close. Well, David, if you were able to kill a lich, I don't think this Kaiser Soze is going to bother you as much. Especially when you kill a lich with, like, four people and a bunch of fireflies. You've got an army at your back now. Like, yep. like I know, like, all this is happening so fast, but it's a little surreal. Like, yesterday I was talking to a panther. Like, <laughs> things are a little bit different now than when we went into the lich's castle. And that a-hole ripped me at, was trying to rip me out of the fireflies. He was tearing my soul. Oh, and an another last thing you can do for me uh, before you give up your position. I want to make known to everybody that if those machines, the ones that came into the stronghold, were to return, to stay out of their way. Don't engage. Sounds like a good, a good decision. No, protect their Roku with your life. Don't even get in front of them. I find it interesting they just up and left. I don't. I know what they were doing. And that's why they, did, they wouldn't have killed our people if, they, if our people would have just not got in the way haven't they ever heard of knocking i don't know it gives you a sarcastic <laughs> smile i don't know exactly what they were i know how to get to the bottom of that though but trust me from now on tell the people if you see those things of course. treat them like clockworks course. Head the other way they seem worse than clockworks any idea what you're going to do in your uh, meeting with uh, the emperor oh and by the way you've made me change my mind i've been like thinking about what you told me and i don't want to like deal with a, a guy like him i kind of well, wanted to go like last time i saw him it was a bunch of fireflies things were kind of hazy you know uh but maybe i don't want to see him if he's like you what you say maybe i'll stay behind especially since i'm going to tell him something he really doesn't want to hear you're gonna make an enemy so soon david uh, i'm gonna tell him the truth whether or not we become enemies is up to him well, i find that the truth often makes many enemies yeah at this point thorn you can arrive I walk through the flap of the tent. I have an idea. 
yeah, take it or leave it. But why don't you bring like a gift or something? Like I don't know, a bottle of wine or whatever they have here. Saki. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what I would do to a party. Maybe it'd be a nice thing to do when you meet an emperor. I don't know. I don't know how these things go. I'm just trying. I'm spitballing here. Bring him a ram. I don't know what you do. Here's a hundred flocks. I don't know. A fattened calf. <laughs> yeah. Build an altar to the guy and sacrifice something in his name. Maybe that would make him happy. I think the the emperor and I are beyond uh, such trivial things. To me, you are a god, and I will die for you or kill others in your name. What? Nothing. Because you're talking about sacrificing lambs. Uh, I, uh, I, I, you lift up a calf and slit its neck and let the blood pour out right in front of him. Sprinkle it on him with hyssop. Yeah, like the incense uh, things that uh, the Catholics have. Smells and bells. You know, I mean, the best way to kill these demons is just like put some holy water and humidifier. They can't come near you. <laughs> Too bad we don't have a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to do my best, David. You know I'll give you my best. It's just I'm not used to these things, you know? I understand. All right, David, stay strong, man. I'm going to go try to get some of this stuff done. Thank you. I don't know how Tassadar did all this, by the way. Years of practice, probably. Because the last Orokosaki would have killed him if he didn't. <laughs> well, you're ending up being quite different from the last Orokosaki, from what I'm gathering. I'm not even a build. I'm not even building a death weather machine. Hey, maybe that would have been useful versus uh, uh, Kaiser. Who knows? Maybe you should have should have kept the plans. Oh, so something, uh, Thorin. I told you I'd get back to you. That what was what did uh, what um, Tassar had on him. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing of note he had on him was uh, he had a, a very ornate box. And on the box engraven, it said, To my beloved daughter. And inside of it was a scroll of regeneration. And a scroll of regeneration is something that would, like, if you had lost an arm, it would regrow an arm. If you have scars, it would completely heal them. Whereas healing potions just increase healing. They, like, yeah. They'll make the scars quicker. Which you know is... You would know is a very rare thing. Mm -hmm. um, you like very rare. Even in the empire, there'd have to be like a really unique, bizarre going on to find something like that. It's a difficult thing to make, and and it, and it was. It's very clearly indicated that it's from uh, Orokusaki to my beloved daughter, but for some reason, it was on Tassadar's body. Okay. Um, he had no okay. gold, for he had no want for gold. Just that. Yeah. Do we have any? Idea? Do any of us have it? Do I have any idea who his daughter would be? Uh, maybe I'm not being clear. It's like from Orokusaki to my beloved daughter. Oh, okay. I thought it was from Tassadar. Okay. It was on Tassadar's body. He had it. Mm -hmm. But it's clearly indicated that it's supposed to be from Orokusaki. Got you. Interesting. And everyone who was in the last regime is dead. Yeah. Marvelous. Darn it. All right, well, this is a, like a war effort. Are you planning to stay, like, here the whole time, David? Are you going to go back and do other things at your um, castle? What are you doing? Things, things aren't going to happen in an hour. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right, then I go back to the castle. I want to go down that pit. That's what I want to do. <laughs> you're so excited to go down the pit. Um, while we're back at the castle, I kind of try and scope out a little room of my own. Okay. Like a little bedroom. Okay. Near nearby David's room, so it, it can be like a broom closet for all I care, just as long as I can sleep in it and kind of put some stuff in it. All right. And uh, no offense, but I was going to suggest that anyway. <laughs> there are no men in my room. I'm tired of being. No more. No more humans come in my room. Um. But Orokusaki, aren't you a human? 
Not anymore. Like that get punched, gets punched right in the teeth. <laughs> I get like a lockbox, like a heavy, like a large chest if I can find one. Sure. I put the box inside of it. I lock it. Ooh, being okay. sneaky. Very well. Not informing your Roku and your master. Well, you kicked him out of, you know, you're not roommates anymore, so he feels rejected. It's nothing personal. I was oh, going to oh, show oh. you, but then you were like, you're not in my room. I want rent, and I can't afford rent. I opened the box and had all the popcorn in it, and all of it's going to be mine. You burned the scroll. <laughs> oh, Suko could use this. Oh, too bad. I held it too close to the candle. Darn it. I suppose the, the old archive is still in the old stronghold. It's in process of being moved. Darn it. Okay. And there really was an archive there. The big archive was at Zeratul's yep. place. Yeah, that was at a separate... Yeah, Zeratul's is its own floating place. As big as the stronghold, but just full of books. Oh, cool. I go to Zeratul's then. Okay. I, I go with him. I'm not doing anything. Right. I go with that goofball. Um, when you enter, Zeratul is, is surprised to see you and immediately hides his face as he always does, looking like straight down. Bowing very low to the ground, like super low, like his face is almost touching the ground as he talks to you. He's almost prostrate, and he says, uh, "What to what do I owe this visit from the great grandmaster?" I just wanted to come personally. I sent Darn last time. I thought I'd come check in myself. Mm, grandmaster, I suspect you've come because you're upset at my slow speed of progress. I am working as very quickly as I can while still being safe. I believe we will regret if I go quicker. Some poor things could happen. What kind of things? Uh, when it comes to beings trying to understand this great old one, this macrobe, and reading from his book, there are tales of madness and utter chaos that can come out of it. I wish that not for myself or anyone here that we love. Okay. Then take your time. I do want to reiterate my great thanks in reconsidering the sacrifices. It helped us ascertain this book's location so much quicker. It is directly because of that that it is now within our possession. Well, lucky there was a, a prison break. It all kind of worked out. Yes, lucky that we had a prison break. It was very serendipitous for you, or else I might have said no. Indeed. I wish I could have been there when you did mal, mal pass. <laughs> That's probably the first time you ever heard Zero to laugh. Uh, he kind of gives a laugh, and he goes... By the way, I, I mentioned before, but just as it's been a while, since Zero told, like, he has no mouth, uh, you hear him in your head. Yeah. And unlike um, Kaiser, where, like, his whole face is smooth, he has eyes and other things, but his mouth is, is, is gone. Um, and nose is gone. Yes, Mal passes. Passing was uneventful. He didn't sing any songs, or? I was intelligent enough to gag him. Oh, okay. He rambles. Um, while they're talking, I'm trying to find uh, a section on satyrs. I'm just kind of, you know, just looking at different books, pulling one off the shelf here, opening it up. It doesn't have what I need, so I put it back until I find a like a bio on satyrs. Kind of listening with half an ear. Alright, satyrs, known in some regions as fawns, are debauched and hedonistic creatures of the deepest, most primeval parts of the woods. They adore wine, music, and carnal delights, and are renowned as rakes and smooth talkers, wooing unwary maidens and, shepherding bo and shepherd boys, and leaving a trail of awkward explanations and unplanned pregnancies in their wakes. 
Though their bodies are almost always those of attractive and well-built men, well-built men, much of the satyr's talent for seduction lies in their talent for music. With the aid of his word, I don't know, eponymous pipes, a satyr is capable of weaving a wide huh. variety of melodic spells designed to enchant others and bring them in line with his capricious desires. In addition to their constant frolicking, satyrs often act as guardians of the creatures in their forest homes, and any who manage to turn the satyr's lust to wrath are likely to find themselves facing down dangerous animals surrounding the fawn. Still, while satyrs tend to, tend to value their own amusement well above the rights of others, they bear no ill will towards those they seduce. Children born from such encounters are always full-blooded satyrs and are generally spirited away by their riotous kin soon after birth. That's about what you learn. And what are druids? Druids are creatures that look like people. They're a little bit bigger. I think Andre the Giant, you mentioned him earlier, it's a good example of how what their size is. But they uh, have a strong connection in nature, so they can transform into other animals and cast spells that are related to nature. Do they? But I mean, how do they fight? Like with swords and stuff, or they just turn into an animal and fight? No, like they'll turn into a bear and fight or cast a spell. They can use swords, but they tend to favor their more powerful gotcha. forms of natural attacks. But just so I don't always have to say it, unless I say otherwise, they're they're with me. Okay. My two bodyguard druids. Yeah. They're just with me. So if I was at a place like this, they're standing like right outside the door. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll say if I didn't bring them. Otherwise, it's assumed. They're like my new dogs. Gotcha, gotcha. I miss dog. Uh, do you have them like you have them outside the room so they're not overhearing like, things? Yeah, like if I go into a room, they stay out right outside the door. Yeah, they're gotcha. not like over my yeah. shoulder or anything like that, but they're there. Think like Secret Service. They purposely try to stay a little. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It, it blend out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Zeratul says, uh, Grandmaster, unless you desire more of me, I wish to go back to my work to get you your answers at the soonest possible moment. Please do. And, and he uh, turns around without showing you his face and goes over and, and closes the door behind him. As he opens up the room, you get, a, you get a glimpse of a room with, like, different... A lot of green lights are coming from that room, and you see, like, um, a lot of, like, floating books in the air and, like, literally, like, words literally coming off of pages. Nice. That's weird. It's awesome. I picture it like the uh, the black book rooms in Skyrim. Yeah, that's a great way to think of it. Like weird black pools of water all around and pages yeah. just in tornadoes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was cool. All right, darn. If you're not, if you're done here, we can go. What would be a proper name for the like the moving trees? Just trees. They're treants. Treants. Okay. Uh, I snag up quick book on treants and I just bring it back I, I, I don't I just don't no book in particular just grab one okay in Tolkien they just call them the ants right yeah correct David um, when you get home uh, and after you're a bit in your office um, someone arrives at the door how how would you set up someone trying to visit you how would a you man, a man anybody I have two druids at the door and normally it would be lightning's job the chief of staff would schedule meetings okay okay all right so now these two drawers at the door are separate from your two bodyguards these guys no, are the, always those are my two bodyguards when i'm in the office gotcha they're at the door all right so uh lightning says um a clipboard almost of paper i'm clipboards i'm sure weren't existed there but you can like you could tell he's got like stuff and he's like he's like on on this end of being overwhelmed like he's the one because he goes all right uh somebody wanted to visit you uh aroku um with a gift. I told him he could come now. 
if that's still cool with you. Who's he? Who is he? Uh, he was an, a temple guard. Or, you know, who guarded the um, old stronghold. He now guards here. Okay, just have the have uh, the druids make sure he's not armed. Okay. And one escort him. All right. He, he leaves and comes back in. And uh, after a bit, a druid comes in with a man. And who has the mask on uh, of the temple guards, which is that like black and white mask? He comes in and he gives a, gives a bow and gives the symbol of the uh, of um, the Lin Kuei and says, uh, "Grandmaster, I I have uh, I have a gift for you." From you? Yes, Grandmaster. And why is this? Why are you giving me this gift? Because <laughs> uh, you are the Grandmaster. But no Lin Kuei. Uh, has given me a gift yet, right? This would be an out-of-the-ordinary thing? Yeah, this would be out-of-the-ordinary, definitely. I wouldn't say no one's ever given you a gift. Like, Zeratul gave you a gift. But this isn't like a a daily occurrence? No. No. Or like some cultural thing? Correct. Okay. Okay, what is this gift? Uh, A painting. Um, The druid took it off of me. It's outside the door, if I may bring it in. You may. He goes out and he brings in a covered painting. And he says... Um, I painted this for you after um, what I had seen in the stronghold. Yes, Thorn. Um, while he goes out, I put myself kind of in between David okay. and him, so I can jump in front of him if I need to. All right. He un- uncovers the painting, and it's a large oil painting, and it has it depicts you sitting on your throne of rubble in the uh, destroyed room. I give it to you with respect. Is it it good? Yes, it's very good. Well done. This is something that you would see on display um, maybe in the mall. Not the mall as in Regency, but mall as in in D.C. I got you. It's very nice. I thank you. Never age. Never age. Gives you the symbol, and and he's escorted out unless you have anything else to say to him. No. And uh, Lightning goes, what do you want me to do with it? (laughs) <laughs> um, it's kind of grim yeah but it's beautiful in its own way uh, I'll have it hung in here I guess yeah find a place to hang it All right. not in here not in here? no oh okay in the hall or something okay All right. what do you guys do? there's not much to do so let's find it's only an infinite expanse world where you literally have control of an entire kingdom something yeah. I've never given any player ever endless possibilities <laughs> But I could see how you would be uh, confused. That's almost the problem. It's like there's almost it's too wide open. It's like when you go to Google search, it's like why aren't you page forty-seven? If you haven't found the answer to page one or two, you'll never find it. <laughs> um, Information overload. I look at Tassadar. Is there anything else for the that the Orokusaki would need me for today? All right. Tassadar. Tassadar, not Tassadar. I look at look lightning. His grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I I, I kind of kick dirt around on top of it. I want, I beat you, old man. <laughs> um. No, I look at lightning and I said, uh, do you believe the Orokusaki will be needing me anymore today? He goes through, he looks at the two papers, he goes, I don't think I have anyone else coming tonight. Okay. Uh, then I look at the Orokusaki. I was going to go into town for a walk. Would you care to join me? Yeah, sure. Not doing anything. So I, I dress up. I presume that uh, my armor is fixed after that whole mess. Okay. Oh, yeah, David. You got you get uh, your stuff back. You get oh, two. good. Stuff made. So I'm looking spiffy. Yeah, you're looking back and tr- back together and recomposed. If that's a word, it might just be composed. Uh, all right, you guys going through town? The good news is we don't have to travel there anymore. Uh, while you're in town, David, 
uh, things are very different. You had been making some progress on people, like, just kind of talking to you, unlike they did with the past of Rokusaki. Uh, you seem to have lost all semblance of that progress. Uh, people are, are keeping their distance from you. Maybe even more so than before. Great. Now I'll, I'll never be able to go out on a date with the, with the fruit girl. No, now you can go out on a date with whoever you want. <laughs> you. You want to go out on a date? I'm married. Good. I'll pick you up at seven. <laughs> Listen, respect is better than fear, but fear is more effective as a motivator. Do you remember what a Roku what, what the Valerian said? Nah. Better to be feared for who uh, for what you are than loved for what you're not. That's that can be true. All right, what are you doing in town? So. Well, first of all, I'm purposely like every single person I notice distancing themselves from me. I go straight up to. <laughs> And like put their hand on my shoulder and ask them how they're doing. Uh, you're getting very, very quick answers, uh, very short answers, uh, as much as they can give. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Everybody seems very nervous around you. Understand? It's understandable. Hey, what do you want to do, Tharn? Um, drink. I'll sit down for a drink. Sure. Yeah, we go to that same tavern. Okay. <laughs> the first one where we met the plague guy. All right. You mean the one where we totally wrecked? And I don't even have to say it. I'm sure they bring the best sake yes. available. Yes, they do. But again, I purposely find like a spot where it's kind of crowded, like at the bar, <laughs> and I sit like right There's in the like middle of it. There's like one our... empty chair in a group of like six people, and you just sit in it. Uh-huh. How y'all doing? Deal me in. Um, okay, cool. Uh, as you're doing that, you're, you, it seems like your bodyguards um, are very specifically uh, refusing any drink. Um, you've seen them drink when they're off duty, but uh, they're not drinking while they're protecting you. Good. It's hard, hard to find good help these and, days. And, like, you, you give a good analogy when you talk about Secret Service. They're, like, you know, looking around and being sure everything's okay. Right. They kind of flank me, but they stay back. They're not, right. with, you know, right up on me. Right. Hmm. There's, there's, there's some jovial music going on. Not, not like, a uproarious laughter and things like that, but it's definitely a place where people are talking and enjoying themselves. It isn't gregacious, is what I'm saying. I'm drinking. All right. And talking, small talking, everyone around me. Is is there like a group dance going on? Sure, why not? I dance a little bit. All right, cool, cool. You dance and roll, roll, roll for dance, roll acrobatics. Okay. It's gonna see, be awesome. See if your but dance okay. is as good as uh, Thorin's storytelling. Ha <laughs> You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. I hate you know, David. We're not going out again. We're not. No What's more. What's the total? Fun. A one. Seven. Seven's a total. You're a terrible dancer. Yeah, I wouldn't call him terrible. He's slightly below average. I, I just rolled an 18. You know, it takes a lot of courage to get out there, Dom, so we're proud of you. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. The sad, <laughs> part, the sad part is I can probably dance better in D&D than I can in real life. <laughs> Wait, I forget. Do they use money here? Yeah, they use gold and silver and copper. They use the gold standard. Thanks, Nixon, for taking us off. You just haven't been using gold for so long because you've been in charge or you can have anything you want. Yeah, but but now what I well, I want to do this on purpose. I take um, I don't know how much it would be. I buy everybody okay. a drink, but I, I you know I make sure that I pay the guy. All right, is this like a drinks on me, like really showing yeah. everyone, or is this under? Yeah, the no, no, yeah, but I I do it, but I do it in a way that's not like I'm trying to get a thank you, but like a party and kind of thing. All right, all right, cool. Drinks on that on me. All right, cool. And I slam the gold down and make, and the guy, of course, acts like he's not gonna take it, but I like push it. In right, right, right. Make him take it. All right, cool. Everyone seems to be appreciative of that. And you hear uh, a bit of a ruckus as you hear 
no, I have to talk to him. I have to talk to him. And your druid is like pushing a guy, and the druid has using such force he's literally pushing the guy. The guy's making no progress. He's actually making progress away from you because the druid is pushing him away from you. Do do I do I see this? Do I hear this? No, I just told it to you so that you would know. Yeah. Okay, so I, I start making my way over toward the druids. Okay. I just spin in my stool and watch. Okay, it's some hooded figure. You can't quite get a look at him. Is there like a, a side room in the bar? Sure. Yeah, because right, also acts as a hotel. There's like different. There's a whole. I motion to the druid to bring him and go into a. Yeah, I look for like an empty spot. All right. Uh, a druid has the hand under each of his arms. Yeah. And have full control. Like he's almost off of his feet. Okay. He can go nowhere that he wants to. He can only go where they're taking him. Uh, all right, they take him into the side room that immediately gets cleared as soon as you get in. Like a druid gets in ahead of you and is like everyone out. Everybody leaves. Um, it's like a sitting room. There's a nice little fireplace. Okay. And though we didn't really mention this, it's late fall. You've been here for quite some time now in this world. And you came in early summer. So it's late fall, early early winter, I should really call it early winter. I have the druids kind of put him in a chair. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, I, I pull his hood back. It's um, Ichiro. Ah. And I, okay, now then I immediately motion the druids like, it's okay. All right, they uh, let him go. Chiro, what's going on? I assume this is about my daughter. Yes. Listen, you, you got to do something. This is—he's never ever talked to like like to you like this. If you remember, anytime he's ever talked to you, he's actually been more respectful than other people. Yeah, yeah. But he actually lo- he looks um, harried. All right. You gotta, you gotta do something. Suko's, I don't know, man. I, I always like to think that I would always be behind her, supporting her, but I, I don't know what to do. And he puts his hand, his, his head and face in his hands. Just tell me what's going on. I, I bring a chair around, so I'm kind of sitting like, face to almost face. forehead, forehead to forehead. And he goes, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm betraying her. Well then, I'll make it easy as you're a Roku. I'm ordering you to tell me what's going on with her. You have no choice. Aren't we beyond that now after when I chose to go with her instead of staying with you? I wish we weren't beyond that, but it seems like you're hesitant. And he kind of looks... Yeah. Do Lin quite take an oath? Did he take an oath? Um, I'd say no. I think it's, 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 it's almost a deeper honor than having to say words. The unwritten, it's an unwritten rule. Ichiro... Yeah. Uh, do you have you ever doubted that I have nothing but her best interest in mind? And he looks up at you, and you can see there's like tears in his eyes. He's not crying, but they're watering. And he goes, "I don't know." Suko said a lot of things about you. I don't. I didn't ask you what Suko said about me. I'm asking what you've seen. Have you ever seen me do or say anything that makes you think I have nothing but her best interest in mind? Make a diplomacy check. You know what's funny about this? When I leveled up, I was going to up that, and I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I never use diplomacy. Uh, I got it. I got it. Diplomacy 22. You need 23. Oh, oh, just a point away if only you had leveled it up. All right, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks up at you and says, I just don't want I just don't want her to get hurt. I'm, sit, I'm sit, sitting on a stool behind him, sharpening my sword. <laughs> my stone. Like, but, oh, is this a bad time? <laughs> She's, I think I already know what's happening. I just need you to confirm it. She's she's, she's made some deals with some things. 
Okay. There's these these creatures, right? And they're like they're like big ants, but like different. I can't explain them. They were underneath uh, the king's old tomb, and she dug them up. And she's like making deals with them. She's talking about like to all the Warbians about bringing back their glory and. I don't know. She just doesn't like. She's not talking right. She's not talking like a sane person. I thought she, maybe we'd just go away somewhere. No, no, no. Now she wants to overthrow me. Right? I know. I, I don't. I don't think that's it. She wouldn't do that. Then what's this glory she's gonna give back to them? I don't. That's what I don't know. That's what I don't know. Grandmaster, I just don't want her to get hurt. Whatever you do, can you just promise me you're not gonna hurt her. I'm her bodyguard. All I'm supposed to do is, is protect her. And I think I think that's why I came over here. Because I don't know how to protect her anymore. You know, maybe this was a mistake. Just, just let, let me let me go. I shouldn't have come here. I'm sorry. How did you get away? It's not like she has me under lock and key. Where is she? Listen, I just came for some supplies. And I saw you in the town while I was here. Listen... If you want her to be safe, you need to tell me where she is before this gets any more out of control than it already is. Make another Double. diplomacy check. By the way, you can use you can use intimidate for the same thing, but you obviously have to do something intimidating instead of diplomatic. Is he telling? Can I tell if he's telling the truth? You do sense motive. I rolled an eleven. An eleven. Twenty-four. So, what are you trying to see if he's lying? Yeah. About what? Uh, about. Uh, Suka going nuts. He seems genuine. Whatever he's saying at least seems genuine. Okay. He says to you, uh, David, um, Grandmaster, just can we just pretend like the last 15 minutes didn't happen? Listen, no matter what, I can't. I'm not going to betray her. I love her. A pity. I'll leave you free to do that. You're making a, you're making a mistake. She's told me that you're not the man that we all think you are. What man do you think I am? He kind of looks at the big druids. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I think. I'm just a, a nobody. Okay. Go then. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry I even came over here. And he leaves the room. As soon as he leaves the room, I call a crow. It comes to your back. Um, I need you to follow this boy. And find out where... And tell him where he's going. And make sure you're not seen. They'll be looking for you watching yes grandmaster and uh he leaves out the window and also you said he he came for supplies does he have supplies uh he didn't have him with him at that moment okay okay go back to the bar and uh, continue my right. revelry and then um when that's all done unless Thorne wants to do something else i go back assuming it's very late Thorne? i'll go back all right you go back sleep all right you sleep have a wonderful rest. Morning. Cockadoodle doo. No crow, huh? No, no crow. There's a rooster. <laughs> uh I call in um Tree Man. Bob. The main tree guy? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's, he's he's not he's is he staying there now that he's on the I'd say you have him for a little bit while, but he intends to go back to the forest. Which is still not unattain not still will not be impossible to get to. It would just take longer. No, then I'm calling um, 
this guy. Um, El Maro. Uh, okay. The, um, the infrastructure guy. Yeah. All right, El Maro comes over. And uh, he comes into the room. Interesting thing about the trees, when he like whenever he walks, like things bud around like wherever he's stepping, and when he unsteps, they they wilt and die. Just small flowers and grass and things like that. And it's like roots stepping. He doesn't have like feet. It's very very much looks like a tree. And he goes over and he gives a bow that only a tree can give. And says, Grandmaster, how may I be of service? Ah, uh, I'm hoping you might be able to enlighten me on something. When I was in the tomb of Omnixilis. We were attacked by these insect-like creatures that live inside the tomb. Do you know what those are? I wish I did, Grandmaster. It pains me to tell you that I am unable to help you. Do you know who would know such things? I do not know if anyone knows this. It is a very strange thing you speak of. We know much of the nature around here. There is not a creature that moves or writhes or slithers that we do not know of. It is a great mystery how we do not know of these creatures. Mm, you say you met them in the tomb of King Obnixilus. King Obnixilus was a very great and old king. Mm, he lived far beyond even the eldest tree. Even the eldest here cannot remember his reign. He reigned during the Aslanti kingdom when it stretched the whole surface and breadth of the world. If these things stayed in his tomb, it would be conceivable that we would not know of them, for none would desecrate his tomb, if not out of respect, but out of fear for the monsters that guarded it, the ones made of clay. Perhaps they were sacred guardians put there by Omnixilus. Though it would be strange that he would have both his clay guardians, his terracotta guardians, as well as these creatures. I am sorry, that is all the enlightenment I can give. Thank you. And he gracefully bows and gives you the sign, this tree branches kind of making the shape of a fist and leaves. Okay, I, I call in uh, Tharn. Right. I enter. I need you to do me a, a favor. A solid need you to go talk to your buddy, Zeratul. Of course. And ask him about these insect, big ant creatures that Jiro was talking about in the tomb of Omnixilus. Of course, my lord. Just write me down a description and I'll hand it to him personally. Okay. I write down, uh, you know, what I saw okay. in the tomb. Mm-hmm. All right. Keeping uh, Zeratul busy. Yeah, I bring it to Zeratul. Uh, I, of course, enter with all the pomp and circumstance. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, just not to have to repeat he, it. He, 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 he um, gives you the same, retorts the same. He takes the paper from you. And I will at least mention, he does look at you, though, unlike he won't look at Oroku. And he, and he listens no to respect. your description. <laughs> A lot of respect, but not as much as he has for the Oroku. That's true. He, he listens to you, looks at the paper, and goes, Oh, I may be able to enlighten you. Follow me. And he goes over, he waves his hand, and, like, books come out and cycle around him, and he grabs one out of the air and opens it up and goes, hmm. Now, this is interesting, something I haven't thought about in a very long time. You see, many years ago, back 
before the kingdom of the empire, back before the confederacy of man, back before the elves have their independent kingdoms, back before the dwarven trade guilds were created, back before Atlantis was discovered, there was an anomaly. It fell from the heavens, landed on the surface of the great planet, and left a crater. And out of the crater came crawling ones, the size of a man, the size of a centaur. But insect-like, these seemed to match the description of the creatures you have described to me. But not much is written about these things except to record that this event happened. That the great anomaly fell from the sky. Even the location of its landing has been lost to time, though it is, under best estimates, somewhere near our kingdom. And this mm. is all I have to give. Thank you, Master Zeratul. This will be most helpful. I am happy to be of service. Not since the last Orokusaki have I seen so much employ. He used me quite often for that machine of his. <laughs> if there's anything else that you need, of course, you have only but to ask. If you would do me a favor, and if the Rokusaki isn't too burdened, remind him that I do still have those plans as he requested me to prepare. Of course, I'll let him know right away. Thank you, Master Thorin. Plans? Get back to the work. One of the first things you did was get Zeratul to correlate all the plans of that machine. Oh, of the, uh, the weather, weather machine? Yeah. Um, okay, I give a little bow and I ride back to the castle. Alright. To the palace. Um, I tell David everything you just said. Right. Some type of alien bug, huh? That's what Master Zeratul seems to say. Let's go see uh, how they're doing over there. Hey, Danny. Do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com How many days has it been? Only one. Um, okay. Right. Shall, shall I assemble uh, an entourage? Nah, just me, you, and the druids is good. Okay. I get the horses brought in. Yeah. You go over, um... Centaurs pull your carriage, which is you know centaurs do work, but they don't very they only carry people of importance. They'll they'll let horses pull carriages most often. And they bring you over, and you get out, and and all the dead bodies have been cleaned up, and uh, you know ready for transportation for their funerals, and and things now start looking like a you know an encamp- encampment encampment, a military installation. Other tents have been set up and things like that. Okay. People are in, you know, groups, garrisons, things like that. Barrackses. Okay. Uh, Out comes um, Sidonis, obviously was informed of your arrival, and he comes out and uh, gives you the symbol of Lin Kuei and says, let me give him a different voice. Everybody's been like this weird voice, so why don't I do something different? Greetings. I'll go the plans. Slow but steady. Our idea is to send rabbits down the holes 
So far, we sent one, just as a preliminary scout, and he came back saying that the caverns sprawl into many different pathways. It's going to take some time to chart them all, but he's yet to come across any resistance. We'll be sending more bunnies later on tonight. With big teeth and big ears. You would not want to fight one of these bunnies. Level 20. Level use, 20. Fight. Use the holy <laughs> hand grenade. Yes. Uh, well, we counted to seven, so it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, they're awful. I hope this progress pleases you, Grand Master. And on a personal note, I'm very pleased to see that we are now reincorporated into the mainstay of the Lin Kuei. There are many people I have not talked to in some time since your predecessor separated us. It has been good, though I've been very busy doing this. Haven't had a lot of time for reminiscing. Well, if you get bored with it, let me know and we can just go down there. <laughs> he goes, I, you are a man of action, but it's my duty to make sure that you stay safe and that the rest of our my men stay safe. Mm-hmm. To be honest, a lot of this looked like a trap to me. Get us heated under their collar, get us to rush in. We've been pondering this, and maybe you can give your wisdom, lend your wisdom to me, why they would take their dead and bring them back into the tunnels. There's been a lot of trails of their eye court that they leave behind, all seem to be coming from the bodies that died from our 25 men. Hmm. How much I-Core was there? Oh, you were there. You saw it. Pools or just little pads? Both. Like a, it'd be like a, a bloodbath from a battle between two, two different humans, except it, a lot of it's half of it's green blood. Hmm. Maybe it was just some crude attempt to disguise who the attackers were. Perhaps. I think they're being run by a girl, a young girl, so <laughs> she might not be the greatest tactician you've faced. I see. You speak of Lady Setsuko? Yes. Grandmaster, what if we come across her? I take it we should do our best to bring her in unharmed? Yes. Of course. Especially since she alone is no threat. She's no fighter. Very well. You understand? If you I killed do. everything around her, she would have no... She'd be no threat. So, yeah, of course, do your best. But she's literally digging her own hole right now, so... If <laughs> if that's what it comes to, then that's what it comes to. Well, on my life, Grandmaster, I will make it clear to the men to consider every drop of her blood more precious than a gallon of their own. I appreciate that. Oh, you didn't happen to see... No one, I assume, has come through, right? No, it has been quiet. Not even noises. Hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, you're a tactician. If you were interested in this place, being in this place, getting in this place, attacking, and then retreating, where would you retreat to? If it wasn't below, where would you hide? Where I would have hid is where they have chosen not to hide, which has been the biggest pause for me. What I would have done is I would have had offshoot tunnels, like the rabbit has described. But the rabbit describes them as empty. I would have my men hide in there, and when our party, or when the enemy party came in, I would ambush them and whittle them down as they came down to our main area. And if I was really on my game, I wouldn't have a main area. I would have sections. For in, in these tunnels, separating yourself is not as bad as it would be uh, above ground. Here, if I was to fight a battle... With groups of ten, they could easily overwhelm each group of ten. You would want a larger army to hit. 
But underground, you can have skirmishers or groups of ten because there is a thousand choke points where one man could kill ten of ours. I understand. But what if they're not under there? Where in this land would you hide if you had to hide a small force? I mean, from the crows, from everything. Hmm. Certainly the caves of the Warvians, but uh, to get supplies, we certainly would have seen them. The other place I would hide, well, there are two. One would be the great beast, Fuchisuka. He is so large that none would really uh, observe those that lived on him. And of course, with the uh, large plants in the section of Shirijaka, everything is overgrown and just very difficult to see what is beyond the canopy. But there you would no doubtedly lose a lot of forces to the natural predators that live there that have not quite come to the sway of the Lin Kuei. And where are these Wervian caves? They are a bit to the west. Not but mm, 15 miles from here. Okay. So I take my two druids. Mm-hmm. Thorn, an archer. Okay. A Lunque archer. Human or no? No human. No human, all right. Cool. Seder. And we ride to the caves. I mean, if it's only 15 miles on horses, that's, I don't know. All right. You get to the... 20 minutes, half an hour. All right. When the caves are in sight, what do you do? I turn Firefly back into Fireflies and send them ahead. (laughs) We look for Nathan Fillion. You do have a million crows. That's true. No, you know what? I just, we trot on the horses and slowly approach it and just look for movement or any sign of anything. All right. I mean, how, how should I picture? Are the caves like up on a mountain or are they just like right on ground level or? Uh, yeah, it's, um, they're, they're on ground level, but they're built into like a mountain. Uh, I'm, I would call it more like a ridge. Okay, I just slow trot. All right, as you get up there, you see no movement. When you arrive there, you see signs of life, um, different fireplaces and things like that. And uh, it seems uh, like the fireplace hasn't been lit in a couple days. Okay, I take the party into one of the caves. All right, the cave very much has signs of being abandoned. There's spots where you could see things were set up. They're no longer there. What was weird was that Ichiro said he came to get supplies which for a minute made me think they weren't in the tomb or somebody's not in the tomb or else how would he get them the supplies uh make a perception check it's gonna have to be a good, it's gonna have to be a good one natural 20 oh wow 35 okay well uh david you see a, a black crow's feather left behind they ate him told that crow not to get spotted dumb crow they killed our spy oh boy oh good i want to do uh a survival check okay four tracks okay i excel at following trails and tracks left by others okay 19 yeah you see some tracks that go out uh beyond the caves and you know that many wervians moving um it's noticed goes for maybe um, half a mile, and then it, they just stop. Half a mile in which direction? Uh, north. So I went west from the camp, mm-hmm. and now this goes north? Yep. It's north toward the uh, 
The Forbidden Forest? The, like... Uh, I, this is beyond the Forbidden Forest. So what do we look when we look to the horizon to the north? What great is big trees. Great big plants. Oh, the Danger Zone. Somebody call Kenny Loggins! <laughs> We're about to go into the Danger Zone. But the trails just stop. A lot of dust is all kicked up. But does the trail... I mean, does it lead, like, right up to the overgrowth? No. Or it's... Miles away. Miles away. Ah. It's curious. Like the overgrowth is at the horizon. I got you. What does the ground look like? Just normal ground? Yeah, dirt, grass. Actually, it's grass. Definitely grass because I may have forgotten it's been so long, but every once in a while, those great big spheres thrum and then just in a a shockwave out, things like grow very fast. Keeps things always How high is the grass? Even in the fall, things don't die because they continue to grow. No. How fast does it happen? How how high is the grass? Like knee level, foot level? Oh. I'd say I mean, fall I, keeps it down at least a little bit. So no. I guess knee level? Knee level, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, that might, might sound like a stupid question, but... Right. Well, obviously, it's you can follow tracks because they also have been pushed down. Yeah. But nothing's pushed down past where you are for some reason. A lot... There's now like a big area where a lot of things got pushed down, but it doesn't go beyond it. Almost as if they right. stopped here and then disappeared. Hold on a second. I'm going AFK. All right, let me read you about treants. Sure. Treants are guardians of the forest and speakers for the trees, as long-lived as the forest themselves and seeing themselves as parents and shepherds rather than gardeners. Um, Treants are slow and methodical in most things, but terrifying when forced to fight in defense of their flock. Though they rarely seek out the companionship of the short-lived races and have an inherent distrust of change, they have been known to tolerate those who seek to learn from their long, rambling monologues, especially if the pupils express a desire to help protect their wildlands. Yet against those who would threaten the forest, especially loggers who seek to harvest wood for lumber, or those who would try to clear-cut section of forest in order to build a fort or establish a town, the the treant's wrath is swift and devastating. They are particularly gifted at tearing down what others build, a trait that serves angry treants well. Typical treant is 30 feet tall with a trunk 2 feet in diameter and weighs about 4,500 pounds. 4,000? Oh, okay. They tend to resemble the species of trees most common in their woodland territories. Don't be under him when he steps, gotcha. <laughs> Alright, so let me get this straight. We follow the trail, and the trail just with no explanation just stops, right? Stops, dead. yep. And there's nothing in, around it. Yep, except for areas particularly heaven tro- heavily trodden. It doesn't like just like look the same as everything else and then stop. They're, like It goes into a big section where it looks like it was heavily trodden. So almost like a footpath. There's a footpath leading up to it, and then like if you had like just... Like a fight. I guess, yeah. Or, or they spread out for some reason. That that would create a similar effect. Can I roll a perception check? Sure. Uh, 21. I got a 21. Couple of crow's feathers. Nothing more interesting. My goodness gracious, they ate him on the move. David, I think we should pass a new edict that bans eating crows. I'll give you a hint. Eating any talking animals against the law. Be like cannibalism. I don't think they're eating them. I think they're killing them. All right, um, I don't know if I have to roll for this, but this this would probably take up the rest of this day. So we rode west, right? Uh-huh. Then we rode north. Yep. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do like a um, like a grid. So when I ride back to the tomb, mm-hmm. we kind of go like a little down, you know? Like L shape? up. Yeah, like, no, like U-shapes, almost like making a grid pattern. Okay. And the whole time looking for 
anything, but mainly looking to try to pick up a new trail. Okay. So I don't know if I need to roll for that or. Um, go ahead. Both of you can make the roll because you're both looking. And then what skill do I add again? Perception. Perception or survival, either one. Twenty-one survival. again. Survival's looking for trails. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. You um, you are blazing new trails. Nothing but small animal trails. Definitely not Warvian tracks. You hear? Oh, am I? And you turn to see what it is, and and you see a um, a weasel. And he go, and he like he's like running around in a circle really really fast, and he goes. Uh, the Grandmaster, the Grandmaster, the Grandmaster! Ooh! And then, like, he kind of puts his head on the ground like a little, little weasel bow and goes, um, not often to see you come out this way! No, not often at all! Uh, perhaps you can help me. Ooh, ooh! And he stands up on his hind legs. How can I Your help can't. the Grandmaster? How can I help the Lin Kuei? I always want to be the part of Lin Kuei. Have you ever seen, have you seen Wervians come through here anytime? Oh, there's a bunch of them! Did you see where they went? Oh, they all, they all took off. They all took off up in the air, up in the air. And they flew. They flew over there. And he points northeast. And did they They didn't have any humans with them? They had a girl. Very strange. You don't see Orbeans with girls. And what, pray tell, is in the northeast as I look to the northeast? Fukushima. All the floating towers are all up there. Struggle. All in the northeast. I was there once. I saw one of them. They go to the water. They go whoosh, splash. They come out of the water. They go splash. I... I have a... Was the old stronghold completely emptied out, or is it still being switched? It's towards the latter end of the process, still being emptied out. And you said there are other empty towers there? Yeah, tons, tons. Maybe a dozen. Okay, we, uh, we ride to the stronghold. Okay. He goes, goodbye, goodbye! I'm so happy to meet you! And he waves. And the lack of bowing and stuff like that, it's it's not cruel, it's maybe just because he's not that smart. All right, you go to the stronghold. Lots of hubbub, people going around doing stuff. Matter of hey. fact, you come, up, you just happen to overhear a conversation of two guys like talking about. That's if the grandmaster says it's so, it's so. But I don't see what's so smart about leaving the stronghold to go to the castle. This place is the most secure thing around. But grandmaster Obvious. knows better than us. Obviously not. Yeah, it was so secure. Had th- three or four incursions within the span of two weeks. Um, I ride up to a group of them. Okay. Anybody seen any Wervians? They kind of look at each other and say, no, Grandmaster. And so I look out. You're saying there's like hundreds of them? No, a dozen. Two dozen, maybe. But it's it's spread out over a big area. And one of them was the prison, right? Yep, one of them's a prison, one of them's Zeratul's archives, and one of them was a stronghold. And the rest have been... One more, one was a prison, and the rest were empty. And one we made into the plague castle yeah but then you know it's been abandoned but then they, they move those people to the plague lands right i go to the prison one okay it is quite empty been abandoned Mm-mm-mm. what are you up to so was there anything in between here and uh the weasel no no traction that we could see nothing nope drat Unless the weasel was lying, little weasel. Such trying, a weasel. Trying to weasel his way out of everything. Um, One of the druids looks to you and says, How much do we trust a weasel, Grandmaster? He, surely he meant well, but he is a weasel. I hear you. That's all and, we got to go on. And you hear, uh, Hey, what's that supposed to mean? 
and crawling out of like the pant leg of one of the druids, you see the weasel come out. <laughs> and like uh, the druid almost smiles like the fact that it happened to him. He doesn't seem mad. He's taking it rather well. What he means, my friend, is we've yet to locate this party of Wervians that we're looking for. He runs like in a figure eight around your feet and goes, well, I don't know where they are, but I saw them. I definitely saw them. I saw them going there. There's a bunch of them. There's a ton of them. There's so many. He crawls up your pants over on your metal arm and, and perches up on his hind legs and looks at you trying to get eye level and goes, hey, 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 can I join the Lin Kuei? I'd be the best. You, you, everybody has to underestimate a weasel, but a weasel would be really cool. I mean, like, I mean, give me like a little sword and I can, I can stab him. And he like makes little motions. <laughs> and, I, and I can hide. You didn't know I was here. Look at me. I'm really good at hiding. I, I look and I, at. And, 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 and I don't eat much. I don't take much to, to sustain. Just give me a couple, couple things here and there. I, I eat look, a lot less than those big guys. I look at David. He does seem to be able to find his way around unseen. Okay. What's your name? Come off it. Don't introduce <laughs> characters with no names. I need to stop introducing any character. Weasel names. Not only did you introduce it's, him... It's Gerard. Not only did you introduce him, but then you you forced him on us by having him stow away, and yet still didn't give him a name. Oscar. Well, Oscar, I'll tell you what. You can be part of the Ling Kuei. <gasps> he puts his hands over his mouth. But no so offense. Excited. No offense, but I don't think a sword would do much good. I don't think you're going to be a warrior. Give me a bow. <laughs> that would be a very small bow. What you are is you're going to be a spy. <gasps> I'm even more excited. <laughs> You'll be my eyes and my ears. Well, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. And he crawls on top of your head. And he kind of perches on top of your head and looks left and looks right. He goes, all right, there's two big guys over there. There's a human over there. I reach up and take him while he's <laughs> yeah. in mid-sentence. Yeah. And I like hold him like this, <laughs> face to face. I'm like, Wervians, Oscar. Okay. Find me Wervians. Wervians. All right. I can't wait to... Butterfly! I can't wait to find you Wervians. And then I, I kind of... I don't know if this would be appropriate. I, I kind of put my hand over David's hand like, and twist Oscar toward me real quick. Yeah. And remember, you can't be seen. I'm really good at not being seen. I won't even be heard. I'm like super quiet. Like, watch out, quiet. Be up. See, you didn't even hear me. All right, go find them. I put them down. He scurries off. I'm so I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna be the best chopper. He stops and like looks back at you before he like turns where you can't see him and says, "I'm gonna be the best spy there ever was." And then and then and then if I find him, can I get a promotion and be like a super spy? Yes. Go. Okay. Okay. I'll go now. All right. I go. Remember, Oscar. Like I put my I put my finger over my lips and I kind of shoo him off. Okay, all right, and he leaves. All right, then I call um, a crow. Comes to you. Is this the same one I I test with a chira? Nope. Okay, crow. I have reason to believe that there is a large group of Morvians in this area, maybe in one of the towers, and I need them located. But they seem to be killing the crows, so. You need to do it in a way that's more stealth than what you guys have been doing. Yes, Grandmaster, I understand. Because they know who you are. They know you work with me. So, but there's some. Yes. In times of great peril, we have employed the Robins. If I may cause them, perhaps the Wervians will not be on the lookout for them. It's worth a try. We need every tower searched. I will task it to them. Thank you. 
Thank you. And he leaves. And the druid looks at you and says, The weasel is small, and the crows are fragile. But I think, Orokusaki, it's your choice to begin employing the nature of this world instead of relying only on humans may show you how versatile we really are. Unless you have anything specific to do outside of the things you've talked about, over the next couple days, uh, you receive no new intel on anything. You were updated on the war effort, as uh, whatever you want to call it, this this, uh, this scouting party. I don't know what you would want to call it. It's not quite a war, but the search for what happened. Okay. And the attempt for revenge and justice. Uh, you get updated on that. Still more plans and searchings, but nothing yet. No crow has ever has come back to you telling you where the Wervians are, but something different is happening where the crows are actually returning you and telling to, telling you they haven't found anything. Whereas before, you would just never have a crow return. Mm. And it has come very soon to the Emperor's backing of you. Um, if you're going to teleport, you can wait till the day of. Uh, if you're going to have to, if you're going to walk or transport there, it's going to take like a, a week. A week? Probably a month, actually, so you're going to have to teleport. Okay. To get to the Crystal Beach? Yeah. And how far off is the meeting? Uh, let's say it's it's going to happen tomorrow. Unless you have anything to, unless you don't want that. No, no, that's fine. I mean, if no, if nothing else is bearing any fruit. Nothing seems to be bearing fruit at the moment. Who are leave in charge while we're away? Don't you have a whole infrastructure? Yeah, yeah but no one guy making decisions. Yeah, so Lightning's basically in charge. Lightning looks at you and goes, oh, gosh, no. I told you to find a replacement. It doesn't take five seconds. I barely have time to do the things I'm supposed to. Oh, my gosh. All right, but if I have to decide whether or not to go to war on something, if I make a bad decision, you're not allowed to yell at me. No, listen, you're, I'm leaving you as head of the council, so you still use everybody. If there's a military question, ask Seder. Sedonis. I'm sorry, Sedonis. Okay. All right, cool. I like it. Uh, going Battlestar Galactic on the whole situation. What's that? Uh, like, because they're in space, uh, you have the military arm and then the uh, political arm. So any political decisions made by the political arm, any military gotcha, decisions. Gotcha. Sedonis is scared to go down a hole. I don't think he's going to go to war. All right. <laughs> oh! Before we get back. Oh! All right. Gonna... Just don't piss off an emperor, and then you're going to die, and then I'm all alone. Oh, I'm definitely going to piss him off. Great. Yeah, roll the 20. Well, you know what, David? I'm not going to tell you not to do what you've been doing, because it's kept you alive I was going to say, who do you think is going to die? <laughs> he, who knows? Maybe he kills the Emperor, and the Senate's like, oh, wow, you finally got rid of him. We elect you, our new Emperor. Yeah. I'm, coming, I'm coming back, like, the beginning of 300. I have, like, Valerian skull, the Lich's <laughs> skull, like, everybody, I'm like, everywhere I go, just drop <laughs> the skulls down. All right. And he goes, I know... I know you weren't keen on the idea. He uh, takes out of a drawer a bottle of sake. He goes, here you go. I find that people are more talkative when they drink some of this. Maybe it'll okay. help you out. Okay. Should I get a gift wrap for it? It's in a nice ornate box. Box, okay. Actually, it's going to be in like in a fabric bag. A very nice. Like Crown Royal. So it's just going to be me, Tharn, the two druids, and the wizard, of course. Okay. All right. And I assume wizards would be useful, right? Uh, very. Like, even in a fight. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. As long so as they know the spells. Gotcha. It's very powerful 
some of the most powerful things in this game wizards can do. I'm saying Wish is you. a spell on the wizard list. If if you want, we could walk away from the link play right now and go right into the sake export business. <laughs> we we can make a killing, I'm telling you. Just I'll like just just like the mafia come mafia. Well, you know, ever since the sake introduced prohibition, it's just been, you know. Yeah. Not under my rule. All out war. <laughs> the sake flows when Dave is the sake flows like water. Alright, let's do it. Alright, you teleport and uh, you arrive at the Crystal Beach, which you had explained to you was a section of beach uh, on the far east side of the Empire. Uh, Below Atlantis, right? No, mm, uh, west of Atlantis. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm Caleb. And I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of Pathfinder Academy, your go-to podcast for everything and anything Pathfinder. We cover everything from basic mechanics, skill checks, combat with weapons, combat with magic, party roles, character creation, how to run a session, player types and conflict, character death, house rules, making good encounters, rewarding your players, romance, how to kick pigs, pre-made campaigns, homebrew campaigns, storytelling tips, class guides, race overviews, class reviews, book reviews, and much, much more. You can catch us every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. So you get teleported to the Crystal Beach. Um, okay. There is a, a, a brigade, brigade for the Emperor. Fancy tent stuff set up. And um, Valerian, who's sitting in a chair, kind of looks up and sees you coming. And he stands up and, and waves to you to come over. Is it private where we are? No. It seems rather public. There's people. I mean, we're, we're not like in his tent. No, you're just arriving. Uh, there is kids at the beach playing it, it looks like the beach on a summer day in Atlantic City nice uh, okay when I say that there is definitely a uh, multiracial presence I don't just mean black and white humans I mean you have elves and and uh, all sorts of different things but these are the races that you see at the Empire which is elves and you know different things like that not but, the, but are you saying are they connected the with the Emperor's presence or you're saying this is just like a vacation spot looks and like a vacation spot this doesn't look as like a near the emperor's a bunch of security, but beyond that, it doesn't look like it's especially protected. Uh, okay. There is clockwork around, and there's uh, even clockwork in the water, standing near where Mana's playing with a bunch of kids. That one has a bit of a sunscreen across its nose thing and a little yes. hat. <laughs> Correct. And, and, in its left hand, it's holding like a bucket, a plastic bucket, sandcastle bucket. That's correct. And he's build one's building a sandcastle with a kid. They made a lot of advancements in the AI. No, they look very stoic. Uh, and even in the water, have weapons. And uh, everyone's having fun and playing. And and Valerian says, "David, good to see you." And he puts his hand out to shake your hand. I shake his hand. Ah, I see you brought men. Well, I told you I'd have preparations for them. And he beckons some soldiers over. Um, Mostly humans, but like a clockwork or two. And they come and lead your men away. And your men kind of look at you uh, to get permission to go. I nod. All right, and they leave. But while they're gone, they constantly look over at you. Mr. Dragonson, it's a pleasure to see you again. I give a shallow bow. Of course, your Imperial Majesty. Uh, it's a, it is a pleasure to see you again as well. Weather's very refreshing. It's nice. Almost feels like the summer. Um, but the weather's not too hot, the sand's not too hot. He goes, come on, sit down, sit down. It's been too long. There's some chairs set up. 
He goes, have you guys had breakfast yet? My no. stomach, my stomach grumbles. How does how does some melon sound? And he cuts up what looks very much like a honeydew melon. And he's cutting up on like a, a standing table that's been set up. Okay. And uh, been uh, almost a month since we've last spoken, David. Yes. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. I, I'm sure that you don't mind me calling you David here. I don't have to call you Oroku. I take this one is close enough to hear me speak. He's close enough to know your real name. Yes. In fact, that's what I was asking before. If we were in like a private tent, I would take my mask off. Gotcha. No, but you were very uncomfortable uh, wearing what you were wearing, like going to the beach fully clothed. Yeah. Um, and he goes, David, relax. Take off the mask. Take the cape off. Take your boots off. <laughs> your boots are so hot, they're smoking. <laughs> it cracks a corner smile. I take off the mask. All right. And he, and he hands you some uh, some honeydew melon on a plate. And he hands some to you, uh, Thorin. Thank you, Your Majesty. So how go the efforts to make good the name of the Empire in the land of the North? Well, <clears throat> we had a slight setback. We were... The stronghold was attacked. Yes, yes. I knew you'd bring that up. The, uh, the keepers. So you had a... You finally got to meet them. Yes. Quite, uh, quite powerful creatures that uh, Mr. Suchong gave us, no? Uh, yeah, quite thanks, effective. Thanks to that uh, T-800 that we, or that he reverse-engineered, I'll take no credit for that. Yes, they are quite effective. Uh, we have little recording devices on them. You see those red crystals? Uh, in fact, they were the first, one of the first things that came out of clockwork. So we definitely had them put onto these things, and... I got to see what happened, and my condolences on the uh, undesired collateral damage that happened in your land. Surely you understand, though, of anyone that lives on this planet, it would be you who understands that the ends of capturing this Kaiser Soze is worth any collateral damage. Many wouldn't agree, but I know you would. One of the few people who understands the threat that these things bring to our world. I wish they had captured him. Oh, we have him captured. Were you not? Soon after being killed, he did materialize at the Roderick Cube and was promptly given a new cell. You know, don't want to question you, David, so I won't. I'll have to take you at your word for that this man is a conniver and one who would be at the higher echelons of this whole convention your world seems to be having in our world. But uh, he came rather peacefully. He was very quiet, hasn't even spoken. It's driving Suchan insane that he can't research him because he's giving him nothing back. He's showing nothing other than an ordinary man would give aside from his appearance. But, uh, you know, I, I hope you understand that there's nothing I can really do to make restitutions for that which these creatures took from you. We are gone through a lot of effort and trouble to make sure that... Uh, the SCP Foundation is very unaffiliated with the Empire. Private funding, it's put on land that we don't own, that sort of thing. There's no symbols on the Guardians that show that they belong to the Empire. If I gave you restitution, that would be admitting that they're ours, which of course I can't do. But between you and I as rulers, there's something I can do. Let me know and I'll see if I can't get some things done under the table. Thank you. It surely was regretful that it had to happen, but... Um, and I've instructed everyone that in the future, <laughs> just move out of the way if you see them. 
A wise move. Though, if everything goes according to plan, you shouldn't have to see them again. They have now been uh, retired and put on standby. It seems that we have caught everything that's come from your world. Nothing is loose about anymore. That doesn't mean it'll stop coming through. No, and that's why we continue to expand the SCP Foundation and create more cells. But everything that comes through now comes at the cube. No more around the planet. So tell me. He uh, pours a drink and, and uh, says... And he hands you both. It's just like a like apple juice, which it's kind of it's a difficult thing to get. It doesn't last very long. Um, Mala preserves it back then. And he says, um, "Tell me, how does ruling uh, sit with you? You've done it for a little while now. It's not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> this is true. A lot of people, vocal people, who disagree with you, and the people who agree with you tend to keep quiet. Very thankless job." Not cut out for every man. No. Definitely not. You think you're cut out for it? I think for now, it's a means to an end. And tell me, he takes a drink of the apple juice, what is that end? Well, to go home, of course. Of course, to go home. There's one thing that is universally true about any of these SCPs that actually talk to us. They very much would like you to not go home. Yes. Well... We do wish Kaiser would talk and would enlighten us on some things, but he's kept it very quiet. Perhaps you could do Su Chong a favor and let him know anything that you've come up with. I think that Soze is a dangerous, dangerous thing, different than the other ones. You know, I'm inclined to agree with you. He's smart enough to keep quiet. The other ones think they can wheel and deal their way out of the cells. Well, that's what I find the most curious. See, talking is his weapon. What do you mean? He takes another swig. He influences people. He controls situations. Hmm. I'd go as far as to say if he's being held where you have him, it's probably because he wants to be. You think he wants to be imprisoned? What could he gain from that? He eats a piece, a slice of melon. Well, he didn't let me in on all his plans, but his main plan is to rule this world. <laughs> to rule this world in a fake German accent I, oh. I copy uh, it is a prince <laughs> and the power of the air yeah <laughs> uh, what a funny goal many people have had that goal over time let me tell you what it's a difficult goal to accomplish it's a particularly important goal of mine <laughs> well, I wouldn't phrase it in such a way of course he also claimed that he had influenced you now that is laughable. And how did he influence me? Well, he kind of mentioned that one of his more favorite games is to create wars and plagues, or better yet, to have men create these things, thinking that they're doing good when it's actually him achieving his goals. See what I mean? He's a manip He's a manipulator. I know a thing or two about manipulation myself. Well, these things are the embodiment of that, of why you're able to do those kind of things. Hmm. Just think of all the terrible things men are capable of doing. He is an embodiment of that and the cause of that. His face kind of goes serious. Uh, what does he get out of it, I wonder? It's his nature. He gets, in his own words, some sort of joy out of it. And then I tell him the story from the Dark Knight movie 
about the bandit that steals the jewels and throws them away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just thought it was good sport. Well, it only reinforces what we've been uh, really honestly just congratulating ourselves over knowing that these things are more dangerous than they let, than uh, other people give them credit for. And he is more dangerous than the rest. Hmm, makes me feared as to why he's so silent and so quiet and so being so uneventful. If he's all these machinations prepared, it's the kind of thing I would do. What's the kind of thing you would do? Lay and wait until the opportune moment. Exactly. In fact, the word, the last thing you want him to do is speak to somebody. Especially Su Chong. Well, we have protocols in place. SCP stands for Secure Containment Protocols, so... Su Chong's very big on them. I heard no end of it after he let you break them and then you almost shot somebody in the crotch. <laughs> uh, so, as long as they keep to the protocols, hopefully there'll be no talking to him anyway. Our best uh, plan of action is to keep him secure. I have half a mind to bring him to a different facility so that he is not near anyone, but that would be the perfect time to break out in a transportation. Transfer over to someplace new is exactly how I broke out of the imprisonment my father put me in. Well, my suggestion would be lock him up throw away the key and don't even talk to him or attempt to get anything out of him brick See, up the door Su Chong is so interested in cataloging all their abilities so we can better fight them in the future he'll surely be unhappy to hear that how about this one teleportation teleportation yeah I look at David then I look at the Emperor did he have a cane with him when he came through yes he had a full regalia to be some sort of uniform, unfamiliar to me. Uh, and he had a cane, of course, yes. Well, Gave all it up rather quickly. From what I saw, wherever he points the cane, he can teleport. Hmm. Well, another reason why we keep their equipment separate from them. But we talk so much business. You'll have to excuse me. My mind's always turning. Okay. Let's uh, enjoy some of the weather. You know, this beach is kind of unique to our world. I don't know if you have places like this in your world, David, places where great bodies of water meet the land. But uh, here, it's, you know, we have great great big shores, but they're not very safe. Uh, chances are if there's a body of water in our world, it's full of things that are very hungry. <laughs> things that could kill a man. So we don't often have people swimming, but through a great partnership between us and the Merfolk, and he points out to the water where you see some merfolk kind of playing, going into the water, kind of like dolphins, um, and just having fun. He goes, uh, we've managed to secure a plot of land that we open to everyone, whether from the Empire or not, to enjoy the beach in relative safely, safety. It's a good uh, partnership between the two races. Helps things to go well. Relations, Jim. Merfolk are pretty good about that, actually. You can see the kind of things we can accomplish together. You could understand why I'm so eager to get uh, the kingdom of Antioch into the fold. Speaking of which, tell me, how did it go when you told your people that their king was a farce? Oh, I haven't told them yet. All the goings-on at the stronghold have kind of delayed everything. Now I'm moving into the castle, which was step one of that. And once we're moved in and everything 
is settled down, we'll let everybody know. We'll complete the embassy, the, em the, Empire, the Empire's embassy, and um, I'll probably start a trade economy between us, things like that. More reasons to have people from the Empire in town, more interaction, and more acceptance of the Empire's presence. Or at least that was my plan. You know, I did hear something disturbing. I uh, debriefed Alex after our assistance to those marauders. Mm -hmm. She told me of a, an event where your men didn't listen to you. You didn't quite have control over your people. Uh, at this point, I cough, <clears throat> and I uh, stand up, and I unstrap my sword, and I go for a short little walk. And, of, of course, I, I say, excuse me. Well, what I've learned is part of this kingdom in Antioch is, has this connection with nature. These sort of natural forest beings, these trees and other strange things. We call them fae in our world. They're very old. And while they are loyal to me, they also seem to, just like all nature, follow rules of nature, if you catch my drift. Hmm. And when Alex and the soldiers were killing the children, uh, the trees were unable to bear it. And they did ask my permission. I only gave them permission to uh, stop the slaughter of the children, but never to, of course, fight or harm any of the Empire, any of the soldiers. You couldn't see how trying to stop men with weapons who were high from a battle couldn't have turned sour? Ah, but it, but it didn't. I was there. I'm aware it didn't, David. You know, I took no pleasure in giving the order to eliminate the people in question, but this mercy is a mercy on its face. I mean, you simply now have a ticking time bomb in your kingdom. When these things grow up and begin to spread their vile disease, they'll hurt far more people than a few children. Are you telling me you have control over your people? Yes. Good, then it shouldn't be that difficult to make sure you finish the job. We don't need an epidemic coming out in a couple, in a dozen years or so. I understand. Again, it was in the heat of the moment. You know, David, you and I are different. I was raised to be a leader from day one. My dad made sure I was learned in everything, from naval strategies to how a carriage works, to how to deal with different races. And at the time I was 18, I had more information than I could ever use, and then was thrust into this role of a revolutionary, and then became a leader. I mean, it was all designed from the start. It's all I've ever known. It allows me to make decisions that others may not see are available options. Even. Whereas you, and I say this quite candidly because I know you won't misunderstand me, have been a cook, a construction worker, somebody who helps people. You've not been quite tailored for the job you've been in. While I do have men who are more experienced in leading people, I wonder if it wouldn't be wise to have a change of the guard. 
given that you lost so many men, I mean, I bet at this time of uncertainty may be the perfect time to change out the Oroku Saki. Don't worry, we'll only fake your death. At this point, I walk back toward the tent. You're not in a tent right now. You're sitting in chairs on the beach. On the I walk. I, I walk back to the chairs yeah. then. Who would be my successor? Oh, David, you don't need to worry yourself about the details. I have that all taken care of. I'm certain it would be a name in the wind, someone you know not. Listen, sooner we can get these two people together and fold the might of Antioch into the army of the Empire, the sooner we can be ready the next time something comes from your world and we don't catch into a cell. Or any world, for that matter. Uh, at this point, Mana uh, comes up, uh, and she's like wearing a bathing suit, and like she's soaked from being in the water. And she's like got two kids like hanging on her, <laughs> and she's like, um, "Look at you guys talking here so much. You guys need to come in the water and play with us. You guys could have meetings in your rooms at the castle or at the palace." And and uh, Valerian smiles and holds out his hands and goes, "Saying no to you is impossible." Mm-hmm. Did you not bring swimming clothes there, David? Uh, I'm not much of a swimmer. I think I'll just sit here and enjoy the weather. Preposterous. Get him some clothes. You're going to come out in the water and we're going to have a a good time. I promise you no more talk of plans. We'll just have a a few brief moments of rest. But surely you as a leader have known that they are few and far in between. And we should take advantage of them when we get them. Okay. I go with them. All right. You brought some clothes and you can go in the tent to change. So are you, uh thorn and you guys just like it's surreal you're throwing around a ball with an emperor with merfolks playing around and a catfolk lady and a bunch of little orphan kids like it's insane but it's completely without danger it's well I mean, you can choose whether or not it's relaxing but it certainly is relaxing not to have to look over your shoulder every five seconds and just have nothing to worry about and you play for a good hour okay uh, until uh, emperor comes out of the water and, and dries off and gets some more food and things and he goes um well david tell me if you were in my position what would you do as far as i'm concerned yes part of me of course wants to leap at your offer and not be the ruler of this land but then there's a part of me that believes Kaiser. In what way? Even though I don't know what the end game is, I feel like you're doing and we're doing what he wants us to do. I don't know why, though. Being a leader, you'll find that more often than not, these little hunches you have are correct. Something that you can articulate, just experience is somehow ingrained it into your system. But unfortunately, your experience hits the breadth of only a couple months. We know his end goal. His end goal is to rule the world. And we know his short-term goal is to kill you. In what way would this help him accomplish his goal? Which would be more beneficial to accomplishing those tasks? We must ask ourselves. I got the feeling that from a conversation he had with me, it's not just about killing me now, but about me dying in a certain way. In a certain way? What mean? Yeah, he wants me to commit suicide. Oh, does he? Well, David, certainly under our care, you'll be protected. We'll have the best protection available on this planet. Clockworks are not men. If this man is so easily able to manipulate people, 
randomly surround you with not people. Over in your world, you have beings with their own minds. Here, in, I'm sorry, he didn't mean he meant uh, in your own kingdom, but here in my kingdom. And he gestures to the clockwork standing in the water. But if he creates this world you want to create, this one-man world, one-leader world, then it's only one man that he has to manipulate, and he is ruling it. And we are back at this point you've brought up before, David. And it seems that you do me dishonor by not believing the words I speak to you. Hmm. I have no intention of becoming an aristocracy. That there are checks and balances in place and every day renewed and more put into it. It gave me no benefit to be sure that these creatures would not listen to my orders, even if the order is to kill my own men. But I did it on purpose. So that if I ever, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea to kill my own people, I couldn't do it. That is merely a taste, an example, a fruit of the tree to prove to you that the tree bears this kind of fruit. As he does that, he throws you a peach. And then, of course, my other question is, even if this all goes the way you want it to go and you fake my death and become one kingdom with Antioch, how does any of this get me home? Well, here's the deal, David. If we get you home, we certainly don't want there to be an absence of power up in the north. So step one of getting you home is making sure that when you you won't be missed. Something else. Would you mind visiting the uh, foundation tomorrow? If Su Chong hears you tell them what you know about this Kaiser, then it'll be much easier for me to tell him to leave Kaiser alone. He'll listen to me no matter what, but at least couldn't hurt. It'll make things a bit easier for me. Well, I was actually going to ask if I could go, so... Good all around. Thorin! I may call you Thorin. Of course, Your Majesty. And don't be shy if it don't like that. I can just as easily call you Mr. Dragonson. <laughs> Thorin is fine. You are so quiet. David Chili didn't bring you to just look pretty. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Let's see how wise an advisor you are. Oh, I'm much Chilly more... You can't be any worse than Duran. <laughs> I'm much more a student than an advisor, but... Good, then. Show me what merit this teacher has. Oh, to, to destroy my teacher or not to destroy my teacher? <laughs> Actually, I think he's a dummy. Here's what you yeah. should do. <laughs> Here's my last I agree with you completely. Tests. David is wrong. <laughs> yeah. There are absolutely certain benefits of intertwining Antioch with the Empire, especially on the Empire's behalf, and I believe for the defense of Antioch, no foreign force would ever dare set foot in it again. However, I, I am still unsure how nature would react to such an arrangement. They do, ma they do manage to seem unpredictable at times. Um, and I, I kind of described to him what I've been reading about, about treants and, right. and uh, satyrs. They have a mind of their own, Your Majesty. They are not like clockwork or men, but are intertwined to their race and their surroundings. Come with me. And he beckons you over uh, to near the shore. Okay. And, and he starts telling some kids to do some things. And they mm -hmm. all are grabbing like little buckets and they're like digging a trench. And then he has you stand like halfway down the trench like, and there's like a basin at the top 
-hmm. and he nods, and all the kids pour water into the basin, and like a little like you know mini stream leads into the into the ocean. Mm -hmm. He goes, "Your nature, Mr. Drakenson," and then he makes a motion, and a clockwork steps right in the middle of it, and the water like pushes and then like goes around it. And he goes, "Nature may put up a fight, it may kick and scream and holler, but in the end it'll adapt." Throw a stone in a river and it goes around it. I chuckle. Nature's better at adapting than we are sometimes. Nature tend to have the long look at things. Men's lives are so short in comparison. We think about what tomorrow will bring. Um, I look at, I, I approach the clockwork and I look at its foot, adapting, and then I, uh, I pour a little bit more water near its foot and watch it run around it to the ocean. Mm -hmm. But stubborn to get to the ocean, nonetheless. He uh, smirks. Uh, Mana surprises everyone by like putting her Cookies. arms around the back of uh, Valerian, and he kind of gives a laugh. And she's like, "Are you guys still talking about all your leadership stuff?" And he smiles and goes, "Well, you've caught me again." And she goes, "If I didn't know how much you cared about the people, uh, that even on your vacation you have to learn about them, I'd be angry with you." <laughs> Speaking of that, Mana. Me and David and his friend here are going to take a little trip tomorrow. She, like, frowns. He goes, I'll be back before nightfall. But, uh, we have to take care of a few things. And she kind of, like, turns around and purposely, like, puts her, like, um, when she turns around, like, hits him with her, her tail and says, um, let me contain my surprise. We'll be here. Don't be gone too long. And she walks away and, and he smiles and looks after her. Tell me, David, have you found anyone that's fit your fancy? Oh, wait, you're a married man. That's right. <laughs> In a brand new world with creatures you couldn't imagine, and you have the honor to not even touch them. I envy your resilience. Well, to be honest, I was hoping my stay here was going to be a lot more temporary than it's been. And also, I've been dodging uh, swords and arrows and bullets and dragons and, you know, not a lot of time for romance when you're constantly being hunted. Well, take it from me. When you want something bad enough, and he looks at Mana, Mana, uh, you find time. <sighs> well, Mana's right. We're talking too much of business. Yeah, we could talk more tomorrow. Yes. Let us enjoy the rest of our day. And you, have, you. you have a beach day. For however much you do or don't enjoy it, it happens. I miss Oscar. <laughs> wow, look at the water! <laughs> uh, while you're swimming, you two, uh, you're not always with Valerian. You have kind of like it's, it's a full day. Um, like some merfolk come up to you. Uh, it's a couple, and they say, uh, you know, greetings. Uh, greetings, and I give a, a, a medium bow. Um, tell me, uh, humans, uh, don't come around here too often. Where are you guys from? Empire, take it. I look at David. Antioch. Antioch, and they both look at each other. Well, not a lot of people from Antioch come over here. Well, they do from time to time. We're guests of the Emperor. Oh. Another person who doesn't come here a lot. No? Oh, no, no. But we understand, right? I mean, he's busy. He's definitely busy. Always, always up to something. But uh, it's this Emperor that's made this whole thing possible. We're on a break right now, but our, our job is to uh, make sure no, no creatures come in here that we want to do anyone harm. Sort of like uh, guards. 
Yeah, in a way. Except, uh, guards generally, like, you know, protect the place and people get the hint. Senseless animals keep coming and we gotta keep fighting them. <laughs> it's true. Might so well, yeah, evacuate the beach if it's too big. We don't like hurting creatures, you know. Not their fault. They want to come over here and there's their food swimming around. Mm-hmm. Either two ever in the area, you guys should visit Atlantis if, uh, you can manage to find a way to come down there. My eyes kind of light up a little bit. It's a nice place. You can handle the pressure and the no air thing. I'll work on that. All right, well, I'll see you guys around. Enjoy your day. A pleasure. My Thank name you. is Thorin, by the way. Oh, nice to meet you, Thorn. Uh, I am Marilla, and this is Leo Maris. A pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. And I give a low bow. We'll have to talk again before you guys leave. All right, enjoy you, your day. And you I, as well. And I get some away. You're surrounded by people of all kinds, including the Emperor and his wife, Clockwork. All sorts of people to talk to and interact with. What do you do? Take a walk with me, Your Majesty. Sure. So as we're on a bit of a private walk... The Druids go with you, but they lag behind. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your thoughts? <laughs> on what part of it? Uh, let's start with uh, the integration part. <sighs> and incidentally, your death. Well, to be honest, the my death part actually is a quite tempting. <laughs> As far as Valerian's other plan, not so I, much. I chuckle. I could arrange it for you, and I go to reach for my sword, realizing I left it back at the chair. Oh, darn. It seems I can't take care of you yet, and I chuckle. I don't know why I would believe him, because he's a liar. Talk about Kaiser Soze. But for some reason, I just believe him when he said that this is what he wants. You know, Valerian's doing what he wants him to do, which, of course, makes me want him not to do it. Agreed. Not to mention where I'm from, the whole one man in charge of the whole world thing has been tried many, 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 many times, and it never ends well. No matter how much checks and balances you put in place. I would agree. But I do agree with the premise. I mean, having cultures intertwine and know each other definitely makes it easier and less chance of conflict. Usually it's fear and ignorance of people that causes conflicts between people. I just don't know why he's so obsessed with having it be under his command. Well, I, I look back at, uh, I, I kind of glance back toward Valerian. How do you placate the man who wants everything? What an excellent quote. I have, I have little golden gems here and there. You do. So. Glad you're not reading them off of a page about paladin quotes anymore. Um, well, there's two yeah. ways to look at it. You either stand against it. Die a hero or live long. Oh, what? Or give him enough rope to hang himself hope that he hangs himself you know <laughs> what i was saying was where i'm from it fails not because the men in charge wanted it to fail because it does fail and they all perish hmm. they die violently hmm. the question is then how do we tell him that i just did <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> i forgive me my lord but i do not think he will be so easily swayed yeah, and one of the worst parts about it is he gives me decisions to make that aren't decisions. Ultimatums. So when you say, what do I think, it's more like, what choice do I have? <laughs> Fair enough. If he didn't kill me fake, then he'll kill me real. If I stand against it and we go to war, we'll lose. So you see my dilemma? I do. 
all I'll end up doing is getting everybody killed. What do you think of the concept of protectorate? We place ourselves as a as a protectorate under the imperial government. What does that mean? It means we keep some form of our independence, but at the same time, the empire reserves the right to station troops to move throughout the land and use our territory as they see fit. It allows us some freedom of movement. Not that he would, of course, accept it. Of course not. He wants to do exactly what he wants to do. That's true. I guess for me personally, it's just weighing what's the benefit of me staying a Rokusaki of Antioch. It's not like I knew when I killed a Rokusaki that I was going to be the Rokusaki. Well, the only way you get out of being the Rokusaki is uh, by your death. Even if such a death is faked, if it should ever come to light, you would remain the Rokusaki. There's another curious thing that I can't quite understand. I, I nod. I, uh, um, tilt my head. See, Valerian, he'll kill children. He'll kill whoever. Right? The plague, all these things. The ends justify the means. Right, but then follow me on this logic. He knows if he if I die, now that he has control of these things that come through, I really serve no purpose. See what I'm getting at? So why even fake my death? <laughs> Unless he still has a use for you. Sentimentality or or such. I don't think he has sentimentality. Other than mana. It's very strange. Hmm. I don't understand why I get such a wide berth from a man that gives nobody a wide berth. He still has purpose for you then. Yeah. I mean, even if he's just even if he's just giving me an illusion of a choice, I wonder why he's even giving me an illusion of a choice. <laughs> I can't figure him out. Well, we shall think more on it. But for now, how do you? What should we do about the uh, the Soze issue? Well, he wants us to go. I wanted to go. What is the purpose of questioning someone who will not speak? Uh, I don't know. But he's up to something. I'd like an ch- opportunity to go try to sniff it out. He's not there because he, like, he can't get out. I don't believe that. There's no way he didn't see that coming. And then to just give up without a fight. I do believe that it would be best to lock this fellow in the lowest of dungeons and to never speak to him, my lord. You being there allows... If there were to be a failure of any of the, secu- of the prison security, or say that he wants you in that prison. Right. We we would be walking into a trap. Well, he does he gets me anyway. I'm not sure. I'd have to think on it. Yeah. I can't out play everybody as far as strategically. Pretty much what I've been doing this is I go along with everyone's plans, trust no one and uh strike as the opportunities present themselves. Should we inform the Emperor of the uh, issue back home? What issue? With the Warbians? No, because we don't know what the issue is yet. Understandable. In fact, I think what I was going to tell him was, I do like the getting me out of there plan, but I need to tie up a few of those loose ends myself. I of think course. switching the Orokusaki right now would only be more... Traumatic. Yeah, and it would just make things more unbalanced I gotta straighten it I gotta get it leveled a little bit before that I think I wanna I think right now we need to go to the 
Lich's castle. Of course, and I will follow you. And uh, as we walk by one of the... Uh, are, are there little, like, little beach bars or beach girls on the beach camp? Beach girls? Like, uh, with serving trays or something like that? No. Darn it. There are some attractive girls that are there for vacation. Oh, okay. Darn it. I was going to grab, like, something off one of the trays. Until then, enjoy. My lord, until, uh, until we leave for uh, the Lich's Castle tomorrow, do you mind if I enjoy some of the beach? It's my first time. No. In, li- in living memory. No, go ahead. Then excuse me. And I go and I dunk into the water. What are we doing for dinner tonight? Food is oh. being provided. We're oh. going to eat one of the mermen. <laughs> no, Fish I was like, chips. Uh, are we eating with uh, the Emperor and Mon or are they eating by themselves? No, they're eating with you. Okay, cool. All right, we'll skip the dinner time then. Sure. Sure. All right, dinner time comes. And there's a nice uh, setup for you inside a... Inside the tent with some candles and stuff. Uh, outside the tent. Right outside the tent. And uh, you guys are eating at the table. The Emperor's table. Yes, the Emperor's table. Good food. Not extravagant, but good. Uh, not fish and chips. <laughs> Merman and chips. No, no, no. Maine lobster. And uh, this is the only time you've seen Mana without the kids. The kids okay. are all uh, being taken somewhere else. But it's just uh, you guys, Duran... Uh, your bodyguards have invited to eat. Um, Mana and him, of course. That's the group. And you're all eating. Uh, I look up and uh, as I pick something up with a fork, I look at Mana and say, So, Your Imperial Majesty, uh, what, did it, what uh, is it exactly you do with your time while this wonderful uh, husband of yours is running, uh, running the Empire? And she smiles and she, she looks out to where the kids are all gathered and she goes, well, Mr. Um, I'm sorry, I've, I've never actually met you. Oh, excuse me. My, my apologies. My name is Thorin. Thorin, hi. I'm Mana. Well, I spend a lot of my time with the kids. And, um, what do you call it, Guy? And Thorin, this is interesting to you. She calls him Guy. Where everyone else called him Emperor Valerian or Emperor Mengsk. My face makes no change. Okay. And it he, doesn't betray anything. Uh, what do you call it again? And, and, he, and as he like, he finishes on his he goes, advocate. Yes, I'm an advocate for those who who don't have advocates. What a wonderful employ. Worlds. And she kind of furrows her brow. She, her face is a very open book. Not perfect yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah you know, I actually spent some time uh, volunteering at one of her orphanages. Uh, I cock my eyebrow in my head. Really? I... That this is news to me. Tell me more, and I look around at everyone at the table. There's really not much more to tell. There was an orphanage, and I forget the name of the city now. What's the name of the city? The Core Hall. Core Hall. And uh, I had some downtime when I was there, and I worked uh, volunteer. I would help out with the kids at the orphanage. Yes, yeah, with Jaren, and she kind of looks down and messes with her food. Kind of sad. I turned to Thorn. Unfortunately, Jaren's not with us anymore. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. But he was a good man. He was. He gave me these awesome dragon arrows. <laughs> I totally wrecked these dragons with them. Oh, wait, that never happened. I forgot that was a secret mission. She, she puts her hand in front of her mouth and kind of laughs, and Valerian looks at you. <laughs> like, like cocking an eyebrow. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, it was a secret mission. <laughs> What do you do, Mr. Thorne? 
uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, right now, I find myself under the tutorship of uh, the uh, the master Oroku Saki, and I, I point to David. He uh, uh, he has seen fit to uh, take me under his wing and teach me all there is to know about uh, governing Antioch. You know, I bet if you if you talk to Valerian, he would have a. Uh... Some tips for you. He's been a leader for many years. Oh, I would kind of gives a smirk. I would relish the opportunity. <laughs> well, honey, hopefully uh, he won't need my advice too much longer. I uh, I stick something with my fork and I shove it in my mouth. Tell me, Thorn, what's the greatest thing the great Orokusaki has taught you? <laughs> Maybe I can learn something. I swallow hard on my uh, uh, whatever's in my mouth and. Like, stifle back, like, choking a laugh. <coughs> you mean besides the uh, the investment opportunities of Saki exports? Saki um, exports. And uh, I look at David. Oh, did we give... Did we give the Emperor the thingy? Oh, no. It is uh, such a wonderful drink that the North has to offer. A druid comes over and, and hands you the bottle. Um, and uh, I, I take a look at it. And uh, kind of uncork it, and I pour a little bit, and I uh, push it down toward uh, Valerian. Try some, uh, Your Imperial Majesty. It's it's really uh, a very tasty substance. Well, I tell you, Mr. Thorin, I'm not a big drinker. It's a thing I rarely do. And uh, even rarer now that uh, Mana's had her claws in me. She kind of, like, kicks them under the table, but you can feel it. I chuckle. And he goes, um... But I do appreciate the offer. Uh, I'll be sure to spread it around my men. Duran, I'm sure you would want some libations. And Mana's like, I'll try it. And you see, like, he raises an eyebrow and looks at Mana. <laughs> really? Are you quite sure? She goes, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Let's not be rude to our guests. And she takes a sip. She goes, this is pretty good. <laughs> I like it. There's certainly uh a market to be found, but um, to answer your question seriously, I'll repeat the question one more time, I'm sorry. What is the greatest thing you learned under Orokusaki? I believe the greatest thing I've learned is patience. Really? Patience? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, surprises me, I don't mind saying. Uh, perhaps Orokusaki has grown in the time I have known him, but I had not known him to be a patient man. Um, Perhaps I misjudged him. One tends to learn many lessons throughout the observation of others, their uh, and their um, and their interactions day to day. And she she uh, takes a sip and goes, "Well, maybe Guy could use some time observing people's interactions." And he smirks at her. I interject because now I've had a couple drinks. Okay. <laughs> I think what he means, Emperor, is. By watching the folly of my impatience, it's learn he's learning that maybe he should have patience. Ah, I have learned many a lesson by watching people's folly. Half the rules the, the that I've put in place are because they are the exact opposite of what was already in place. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you ever uh, were you around? How old are you? As of this year, I'll be twenty-six. Twenty-six. So surely you were alive when my father was in charge. Uh. Only vague memories, my lord. Oh. I was um, taken as a small child. I see. Well, you're better for it. 
You flatter me. <laughs> it's not you I flatter, it's my father who I do disservice to. Understandable. I would not have said that. Um. <laughs> yeah, your father's a real scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, I'll drink to that. <laughs> he goes, if my father were still in charge, she'd be have she'd have a collar around her neck. And he points to his wife. I've uh, I heard tales of such goings on, uh, but I was very much kept away from the uh, happenings of the world in my father's cave. Your father, a dragon, I've heard tell. What's it like being raised by a dragon? Especially a dragon that wasn't in control of the lich. I didn't know such dragons existed. They are few and far between, but they they have their place in the world. Um, it was very educational. He, he ensured that I had quite a scholastic education. Always required me to be reading something. What, what does your dad like, do with his free time? What, is it, what does a dragon do? I, uh, she takes I, another drink of sake. As of right now, he is, uh, how should I say, uh, a partner with Iroku Saki. Um, but in his free time, he, I, I, I sit and think for a moment. Besides uh, entertaining at, uh, at large festivals, <laughs> uh, he, um, and I kind of give her a backstory about how my father, I don't want to say kidnapped, how my father uh, found me, uh, kind of destroyed a village, saw that I was the only one left alive and kind of took me in, in just kind of does his thing. I don't know how to describe it. I haven't put a great deal Mata's of Mata's face it. gets grim. He is uh, not the most pleasant of fellows to be around when he is angry. Hmm. Surely. My dragons don't get angry. At least until I tell them to. Have you I seen one of our dragons? I chuckle. Uh, once, uh, and only uh, as a corpse. You mistake. We have no dragons that have yet become a corpse. I'm speaking of our clockwork dragons. Oh. The I, ones we birthed ourselves. I look at David. I, I have heard wonderful tales of these creatures. Mr. Su Chong uh, is ever the inventor, has now come up with a new one that uh, is designed to be in water. While our all of our clockworks can operate in water freely, uh, they need not breathe. They're still imbued in movement by water. <laughs> As if you and I try to swing a sword in there. Mm-hmm. They too would be impeded. So he's been designing a clockwork that can go through the water freely. But he always fasc- thinks outside the box too. It is indeed a fascinating concept. If I were to design it, I'd make one look like a merfolk or something. But he's made it look like a worm of some sort. It's very curious. If you're interested, I'm sure you could talk to it and talk your ear off. Of course, I would. I would love to have such a discussion. Dragons are a bit of a um, personal interest here and there. I'm sure your father uh, wasn't. Well, depending on how he looks at it, is either happy or unhappy with you, Orokusaki, given his past. Currently, the situation I think he would define it as quite equitable. But he, I am here, and he is not. So I can only say so much. Has he killed a lot of people? I sit and uh, I kind of stare at my glass of sake a little bit. I kind of play with it in my fingers and I, I take a, a throw back a shot. Valerian speaks up before you can. Oh, best not to dwell on that, honey. I could tell you one thing. 
He surely isn't hurting any of our villages. Here, here. Sooner we spread them, the more places we can keep safe. And he gives her a warm smile, which is the only time I'd ever describe one of his smiles as warm. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gives a... Almost like a fake smile back. Which is opposite of her. She would usually give genuine things. <laughs> My wife has quite the heart for those that are unfortunate. She, speaking of learning things by observing, has softened my heart to issues that I am ashamed to say required softening. It is rare to find such a gift. Gift is a very appropriate word. And she kind of like, guy. And uh, I, I, I fork some, another thing on my plate and I eat it and I smile. So you spend a lot of time at uh, these kind of places in your world, David? At the beach? Yes. Yeah, I, I used to live right by the beach. Is that right? Yeah, for many years. Oh. Hmm. I take it your beaches are a bit safer than ours. <laughs> Courtesy of the U.S. Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Courtesy of not having all these insane creatures. <laughs> I'd, yes. like, I'd like to visit your world. See what, it's, what a different world's like. I, be, I bet you'd have, like, different flowers. Flowers we don't even have. And, like, and fruits and... and and different people. Well, I only pray that if that ever happened, you would have a much different experience traveling worlds than I've had. <laughs> you think you think I'd like it there? Um, I think you would be just as perplexed there. It's just as broken and dark as here. She frowns. Now, whereas normally she's a super easy book to read, it's even, like, more easy to read. She seems to be getting wasted quicker than you would imagine it should take to to, to get inebriated. Uh, uh, much quicker. Like, it's only been a few minutes. She's not, like, slurring and falling over herself. Right, right. But she's just a little, some affectations that a person who's had too much to drink would uh, take on. She goes, um... Who's who's helping fix your broken world? Do you have someone like Guy? Yeah, his name's Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I had to answer that question. We yes, did. My... He had this thing called the Third Reich. We put a stop to it. <laughs> <laughs> my world has had men like Guy. I mean, like Emperor Valerian. Unfortunately, even good intentions in this world, or in my world usually don't end well. That's I a kinda, shame. My eyes kind of pass between David and Valerian, and I, I take another sip. She does, too. And Valerian, like, sneakily, like, moves the bottle away from her so she can't mm-hmm. refill her glass anymore. And, uh, and like, gives it to Duran. <laughs> Who, uh, Duran, I don't think he really ever interacted with. is a black guy. He's got a beret on. Mm-hmm. Very stoic. His face almost never changes. Like, unnaturally doesn't change doesn't show emotion if i ever came to your world and and you were there too would you give me a tour show me all the best places and best things best people sure sure of course i would tell me something amazing about your world (laughs) something amazing (laughs) she reaches over and grabs some strawberries and starts eating them i could tell you something amazing about my world see these things you have here these clockwork soldiers and dragons and all these creations 
Yes, they protect us. In my world, we've gone so much further beyond this. As far as having machines that fly, we have machines that fly that can carry people inside them from place to place. Wow. Since we don't have teleport wizards. And so I think you would be mesmerized by how far you can go with uh, technology. We've gone much, much, much further than this world has. Wow. If I go to your world, you'll have to take me flying. You go on a plane? It's so common in my world that people treat it like an inconvenience. An inconvenience? Yeah. I can't fathom. Right? They forget how amazing it is. Or we have telephones, devices where you can talk to people anywhere in the world from where you are. But, you... I remember you told me earlier when I asked, you don't, you don't have magic. No. How do you do these things? Science. Science. It's gone that far, huh? I'd like to show your world magic. You alone would show my world magic. Oh? Yeah. I don't know many things. I know some things. No, no, no. You misunderstand. You see, in my world, there's no cat folk. There's no other types of beings. Just your presence there would amaze people in and of itself. Wow, the unity your world must experience. Over the years, there's been so much fighting over different races here. If we were all humans, wow, we wouldn't have some of the problems that Guy has to deal with. Well, unfortunately, we could say the same thing there that you say here. You know what the problem with the world is? What's the problem with the world? It's filled with people. (laughs) And she, like, cocks her head almost like a dog would. That's the best part about the world. (laughs) And the worst part. The reason a man can't fix the world is because man is the problem with the world. Valerian is a very straight face. But Valerian's going to fix things. He's fixed so much already. He is a very good ruler. A very competent one. I love him, you know. Sometimes he does this funny thing with his nose. All right, Mana, I believe it's time for you to... (laughs) Time for us to go to bed. We have a day tomorrow. I'm sure the kids will want you nice and rested. Oh, I should be rested for the kids. That's right. Let's let's go to bed. I'll see you two tomorrow morning. I'll arrange for us to go over to the foundation. Come come now, Mama. Let's go. I can't wait. Is he is he taking her to bed personally? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to shoot Kaiser Jose. Just for fun. Um, Duran, make sure they have all the accommodations. Of course. And he goes over and goes, David, good to see you again. Emperor? Quite some time. Um, Emperor? This is uh, Duran. Oh, Duran. Yeah. As uh, as um, Valerian leaves the table, I have, and Mana and Valerian get up, I, of course, get up and give a bow. He nods to you and takes her over. It's been a while since we've seen each other, David. Yeah, it has. How have you been? I've been okay. I'm still giving advice. Well, it seems to be now you're the person getting advice. Huh? He's still he's still an advisor while you're a king. Oh, I got you. I'll trade for for hanging out so long with him. You can tell when he finds something funny, and he did. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what you get to when you try to assassinate an emperor. I suppose being a um, advisor is about as far as you'll ever be able to get. Well, I will show you to your tents have been prepared for you and for your um, 
bodyguards, and the bodyguards' tent is very close to the entrance of your tent in case you have any trouble, but which we guarantee our guards will prevent any such thing from happening. But we want you to feel comfortable. Thank you. All right, and you guys are shown to your bed, and we'll pick up from there next Tuesday. And then in the middle of the night, I kill Valerian and Mana. (laughs) Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David and Dom, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.